1: up everybody and welcome to another episode of Wrestling with Jonas. This is episode 103 and we've got a special guest on our uh, on our line ready to kind of accept this challenge of a two-minute brainbuster quiz, talk everything NXT and AEW Dynamite and NXT TakeOver Portland Predictions. But uh, a lot to cover in this episode. It's going to be a really, really fun episode and we've also got your listener questions towards the back end of this episode as well. But I want to introduce, uh, he's been on the podcast a couple of times before, um, he's a good friend of The uh, uh, Wrestling with John's Facebook community page, a good friend of mine, been to a couple of wrestling shows with him. But Ashley Clements, welcome back to the Wrestling with John's podcast. Good afternoon. How are you?
0: Afternoon, uh, John. It's good to be back. Uh, Looking forward to dive into uh, the week of wrestling and also look forward to the takeover card on Sunday.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's a really, really stacked card, um, and I think there's six matches that's been announced. I don't think any of them have been officially announced as kickoff matches yet, because usually they just have yeah, yeah. five matches on the main show, but uh, um, I think they might have had six for Worlds Collide back last month, but uh, it'll be interesting to see if they're going to announce a kickoff match separately over the weekend before the show itself, or whether one of the matches does get bumped, but uh, looking at the card, and we'll talk more about it later, they're all six very strong matches, uh, and neither of them deserve to To kind of drop into the kickoff but uh, we shall see and we'll talk more about that later on and of course you're going to be experiencing the the two minute brain buster quiz quiz ashley I, i i've been looking forward to getting you on board to uh test your knowledge um you know Kieran Reed he kind of uh you know shouts you gives you uh you know the rub really and, and kind of puts you over as being the, the quiz master and uh, I can't wait to test your knowledge uh, on all things wrestling a little bit later on there's a little bit from WWE NXT AEW maybe a little bit of NWA and New Japan thrown in there as well uh but I know New Japan is not your strongest subject they're not there to throw you out, but uh, I've got to kind of spread it across the brand. So, uh, uh, how are you feeling about the, the brain buster quiz a bit later, Ash? Um,
0: a little bit mixed emotions. It's obviously it's up <laughs> time constraint thing. It's like putting you under pressure. It's like trying not to like train too often. Just yeah, it's, it's, it's just like trying not to look at the time. Like it's like a couple kind of worst things. Like you trying to think to yourself and not trying to rush into it.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, my advice for that uh, to anybody that's taking it before you just take a second to think about the question think about your answer don't kind of uh give you an off the cuff uh, answer to that but uh, 20 of the questions but uh, yeah, give yourself an extra th- second to think about the right answer and then uh, we'll, we'll kind of uh, race through as many questions as we can in two minutes and of course the record is held by uh, Grizz, he was the very first uh, very first uh, person that took on the, the Brain Buster Quiz, we've had a few but we'll go through the leaderboard a bit later, can't wait to talk more uh, about the Brain Buster Quiz with Ashley a bit later on at the very end of the show, uh, but uh, Ashley I know that you're always on the road, I know you You always kind of uh, go into wrestling shows, indie shows around the UK. You're not afraid to kind of put in the miles to kind of see your favourite indie promotions. Uh, What sort of uh, shows have you been to? What sort of promotions have you followed recently in the last few weeks? Um, (laughs) I I know Progress is a big favourite of yours. Have you been to see Progress in the recent weeks?
0: So I was at Progress last month on, when was it? It was a week before Rumble. So it's August, August, January the 19th. So that's when Karl Noir was crowned the new champion. Yeah. That, was, that, that was probably one of the loudest, biggest pop I've heard at an independent show. Because you think, with oh, the affiliations in WWE, you wouldn't think a non-WWE talent would win that title. Yeah. But when he did, the pop was just unreal.
1: Yeah. And uh, like I so say, you always post pictures on your Facebook page, um, kind of you're an avid um, kind of photographer when it comes to kind of capturing your moments, your favourite moments at these wrestling shows. And uh, uh, like I say, lots of big happenings on the indie scene at the moment. What what, what what's kind of floating your boat? What's really you know uh, exciting you at the moment about current wrestling, the current wrestling products, whether it be mainstream or independent? Anything really kind of capturing your imagination, really doing it for you at the moment, Ashley?
0: Um, when I go to wrestling shows, man, at the moment is trying to see new talent. Company, yeah. Trying to catch my eyes, trying to impress me, and try to go see more of them as well across the country.
1: Yeah, new talent most definitely and there's, there's a lot of really exciting fresh talent out there that's really you know, capturing everybody's imagination I suppose Progress do a good job of promoting that young fresh talent, especially uh, with their uh, their it, their, um, their show they run every summer uh, uh, is Natural Progression, progression Series, yeah. that's the one so, Natural Progression Series, but uh, I know that I mean that's highlighted quite a few big stars like Scotty Davis uh, MJ, uh, M.O. Uh, the likes of uh, Cara Noir as well um, and Gene Money have, have all been kind of like elevated because of their appearance in a progress we at uh, NPS certainly last mm. year. But um, any other kind of fresh talents, new talents that you've got your eye on that you think could be big stars on the indie scene or maybe possibly 2 UK in the future?
0: Yeah. Um. There are quite a few, but it's like early days of them because you want them to develop. Because then there's a, there's a few that have like who've been on NXT UK who dropped out because of their age, like the likes of Dan Maloney and McKenzie, They dropped from that because they want to pursue their career a bit more. Developers, yeah. uh, develop better, then go back to it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I was a big fan of uh, uh, Millie McKenzie, especially when she was um, doing more things with Progress and popping up in NXT UK. And uh, I I would like to see more of her in the future, definitely. And uh, Dan Maloney is another really exciting talent. Um, But uh, yeah, he he kind of he's just bubbling under at the moment. And I think, you know, maybe this year could be his year. But um, before we start talking about AEW... I just want to throw out my uh, one and only plug that I like to do every single week. And that's to encourage my listeners and everybody uh, to go and visit uh, the wrestling with John's webpage, wrestling with So go and visit wrestling with com. You've got the full archive of all of our previous podcasts all 102 of them, uh, including this one here. Episode 103, uh, a special tablet the top there. If you're interested in wrestling interviews, go and uh, click on that to hear our previous interviews with the likes of, uh, with, with the likes of Sean um, Sean Custom, Big effing Joe, C.J. Carter, and so many more. Uh, so go and check that out links to um, all of our news articles and exclusive articles from our team of writers and of course you can go and check out the Wrestling With jonas merchandise just go to our WrestlingWithJonners.com webpage uh, for everything Wrestling With jonas all under one roof and uh, it's a really really good website uh, it's been kind of praised and given a lot of positive feedback from those that have gone and visited there but you can check out more importantly uh, our full archive of podcasts that's wrestlingwithjonas.com and of course all of our social media links Links are up there as well. So if you want to uh, search us out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, there's the buttons at the top of the page. You just click on the, uh, the links and take you straight to our social media. So, uh, Ashley, this week's AEW Dynamite, another really solid show. Of course, they're kind of gearing up to their pay-per-view at the end of the month, the 29th of February, uh, AEW Revolution. And uh, some of the matches are, are kind of really coming together now. The build and some of the storylines are really, really good. Um, we're going to talk some of the highlights from this week's AEW Dynamite. And um, uh, some, some of the, the first big talking point I want to talk about is Nyla Rose. So she obviously had... Uh, a championship match against um, Ryu, who going into the match was the AEW women's champion. And um, Nyla Rose won the match. She, she won the match uh, firstly by hitting a, quite a devastating spear and then a sit-out powerbomb mm-hmm. to pin uh, Ryu. And uh, it was a really good match. I thought the fans were into it. I really enjoyed it. It was good to see Ryu back on uh, awtv TV because I think one of my criticisms of Ryu as a champion was that I think she only defended the title about three or four times in her entire uh, championship reign and she was a champion that was kind of not on TV very much and when she was... You know, although she ended up on the winning end most of the time, she didn't really demonstrate much of a character. So the women's division, I think, has suffered because of that. But uh, Nyla Rose going over, um, I've been a big fan of Nyla Rose. I like, um, you know, I like her character. I like. Presence. I think she's, uh, you know, a, a good uh, big woman in the ring. Uh, really enjoy what she does. Certainly, kind of from the, the power and the size standpoint. And uh, I think she's got really good chemistry with Rio as well. And I know that it was um, Nyla Rose and Rio have gone head to head in competition before. Um, but uh, this was, yeah, definitely Nyla's night, her moment. She won the match, like I say, with that sit out power bomb. Now I'm really really happy. I think that it's going to add a bit more. Character to the division, and um, potentially could set up a nice little rematch between Nyla Rose and Rio in the future. But I'd like to see Nyla Rose versus Chris Chris Statlander. I think that's the kind of the the money match in the AEW Women's Division. But um, th- there's been a lot of talk following Nyla Rose's win about obviously Nyla being a, a, a transgender individual. Um, a lot of people are saying that she shouldn't have won a uh, women's championship in a major comp- a major promotion like AEW because she was previously a man but you know she, she is transgender she's identifies as a woman um and uh i i consider her a female competitor um there's a lot of kind of you know hate and a lot of bigotry out there on social media towards Nyla Rose which I don't think is very fair or uh, very justifiable Um, but I'm really pleased for Nyla Rose I'm glad that she's the new champion there was a little segment after the match where she goes backstage and there's some of the other competitors in the women's division standing around looking you know unhappy at the outcome, arms folded uh, across their chest, not really prepared to congratulate Nyla. Uh, there was Kenny Omega there as well. Nyla was saying, where's the bubbly? Where's the party for the new champion? Chris Jericho got a party, um, but uh, nothing for Nyla. I felt quite sorry for it, to be honest with you. But uh, Ashley, give us your thoughts on on the match, the outcome of the match. Nyla Rose as the new champion and having kind of, um, a transgender individual as a, as a women's champion in a, in a major, major promotion such as AEW. It's got a lot of people talking out there.
0: So the match to start off with, I enjoyed it. I felt it's probably one of the best women's matches I've had so far in AEW. Agreed. The chemistry of yeah. the, 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 the two had, obviously the last time they went up one-on-one one was obviously to crown first champion yeah. back on the first episode of AEW. Like. Um, it was just it's just a different ways to take the division forward because, as you say, with Rhea, she was literally on and off TV. She, was, I don't want to say, she was kind of like a blocklet. The character was like, she'll be be there some some weeks, then she won't. She'll be gone for say a month because towards say the back end of the last year, okay. she wasn't prominent on TV. I think after full gear she was i think she might have been on one or two but yeah we we've,
1: seen right of, we've seen a lot of
0: we've seen a lot of brit
1: baker and other competitors yeah. like that maybe a little bit of statlander towards the end of last year but not you know i can't remember too many occasions where ryu's been a a regular feature on a dynamite but yeah. um but yeah carry on yeah
0: not even like 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 competing matches like have a like a backstage or like do a little like st- like a story build about her about her career how she got into the business. If like yes. if an avid fans just tune into the product, do something around that if you not don't know who this person is. Er uh, No one's not as a champion. I think it's a good thing. For her good because it can go forward, which you can see her every go on T V every week now. Yes. Um looking at her she can go up against so it's quite fast well, slim, fast roster at the moment, but you can bring in challenges where she can go up against and utilise her strengths.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There does there, there seem to be quite a few um, heels within the women's division on AEW. I mean, you've got the likes of Britt Baker who's just turned heel. Um and, and, and several others um, I mean Brandy Rose I don't know whether she's a heel or a face nowadays but uh, and Orson uh, Kong yeah. she, she seems yeah. to have disappeared from the AW women's division uh, yeah. but Chris Statlander is the one that I want to see uh, as like a major challenger to Nyla Rose in the future and I, I think those two could have a hell of a battle I mean Chris Statlander is mm-hmm. a, a great athlete um, Nyla Rose we can, we, we've obviously seen what she can do in the ring a big kind of powerful woman in the ring some yeah. devastating moves and that's kind of the money match, in my opinion. Is that a match that uh,
0: does anything for you, Ash? Yeah, I could see it possibly being a good contender for the next pay-per-view revolution. But it's obviously give it, give, it's a short time for the build of a match-up for the pay-per-view, but it's obviously, if you can snap this it, quick enough, you can get a bit rightly build-up for it. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. And Chris Statlander was one of the uh, female competitors that was stood backstage as well, including uh, uh, Britt Baker. And uh, Big Swall and one or two others uh, that I mentioned earlier. But um, mm. uh, what about the, the kind of uh, dare I say it controversy? You know, a lot of people are talking about Nyla Rose being transgender. Do you think that really matters? Do you think it does give her an unfair advantage? And um, you know, although it's a talking point, is it is it well? It, I mean, it's obviously not affected her booking because they've obviously made her a champion. Mm. But uh, does it affect the women's division in your eyes?
0: it's a hard one to say it's kind of like 50-50 picking but when I look at it like back years ago like the early 2000s late 90s when you had China be the first woman to hold a men's title in WWE True it's like you can't like you're saying this about this now but you look back years ago when it happens like when China came in the critical champion it's like it seems you would have thought a woman would win a main a men's title I mean you've got today we've got Tessa Blanchard as Impact World Champion Exactly it's like you can't really contradict yourself it's the, it's happened in the past and it's still happening today you can't literally pick and choose of who you want as champion or not
1: yeah yeah so uh, I, I don't think it, you know a lot of people I think that might be a little bit phobic towards you know uh, that community uh, I think are the ones that are making the most amount of noise but I think when you take Nyla Rose as an individual as a performer um, I think she's definitely deserving to be the AW Women's Champion. I'm really really pleased for her like I say I like her gimmick, I like her character I like what she can do in the ring and uh, already it's kind of lifted and elevated the AW Women's Division in my opinion. I think it's definitely a lot more interesting than when Ryu was the champion. I think some, some my listeners might disagree with that, but uh, I didn't think she was particularly charismatic or interesting as a champion. I thought she, what I did like about ria as a champion was that she did uh, kind of uh, you know with her size disadvantage it did kind of add to the drama of the match especially when she was getting you know um, kind of beaten down by the her bigger opponents um, and I did think that that helps to bring the crowd into the matches as well so that's kind of one good thing I'd say about Ryu she certainly knew how to kind of uh, <laughs> deliver as far as Bring in, you know, bringing the fans into the match, you could say. Uh, but I think otherwise. Look, and you brought up a really good point. Was I don't think AEW have done a very good job at um, giving us, uh, telling us more about Ryu as an individual, building her character, telling us about her past or her background. There's not been enough vignettes done, especially when she's not on screen all that much. I think you need to do more behind the scenes stuff about your champion so that, uh, you know, the more casual fans or people just kind of tuning into AEW for the first time know about your champion. And as you also said, I think we're going to see a lot more of Nyla Rose on weekly TV. So that will certainly help. But um, a good uh, match, a new champion. And uh, yeah, I- regarding Revolution, like you say, there's not enough time possibly to build a new contender. So we might see a rematch between Rio and Nyla Rose, which I'll, I'll be I'll be absolutely fine with if they kind of carry on where they left off from Wednesday night. I think that'll be an awesome match. But they've got a couple of weeks. They might be able to introduce uh, a new contender. Um, but uh, it, it could also turn out to be a, a multi-woman match as well if they do anything at Revolution with the amount of people that were stood backstage. You could possibly throw in big swallow in there you could throw in chris statlander you could throw in Britt baker um could be a multi-woman match and i think that would be very very good also but uh keep the championship on nyla rose for a little while let her kind of develop as a champion let her establish herself as a champion and establish the championship a little bit more as well but um i'm interested to see where that one goes definitely uh we we we, we had a, a pretty decent match to kick off this week's aw dynamite between kenny omega Hangman Adam Page, the current AEW Tag Team Champions, World Tag Team Champions, going up against former champions, SCU Scorpius Guy, Frankie Kazarian. Of course, the last time these two met was on um, the, the good chip Jericho, the Norwegian Pearl out in the uh, Atlantic, um, and uh, that was where Kenny Omega and Hangman Page actually won the World Tag Team Championships over SCU this, so this was a rematch from the Rock and Wrestle Rager at sea Part Um This was a really fun match. Ash uh, really enjoyed this one. The fans were really into it as well. Like I say, it was the first match, a hot way to kick off the show. Uh, there was lots of back and forth action between both teams. However, the, the tag team champions of Omega and Page they successfully defended their titles, finishing the match with a with like a buckshot lariat v. Trigger combo uh, in Kazarian after 16 minutes. So after the match, we had the Dark Order. They come down. The best friends come down. Angelico and uh, Angelico and uh, Jack Evans, the Young Bucks, um, and uh, the Butcher and the Blade. And I think there's going to be like a tag team battle royal next week to see who the new number one contenders mm. to Paige and Omega's title will be at Revolution. Um, but you, you mentioned, we spoke off air briefly about this. And um, I think you said that the Lucha Brothers are going to be taking on Omega and Page next week for the championships. So this will be back-to-back weeks where the tag team title is being defended. Uh, but you're saying that it won't necessarily be omega and page defending their titles at revolution it could be the lucha brothers but give us your thoughts on what went down here uh the aftermath with all the teams coming down promoting the tag team battle for next week your thoughts about next week and maybe a little bit further on to revolution
0: uh the matching overall i enjoyed very well it's like it was a bit of a slow burn to start off with but as soon yeah. as you got going it built built up very well Especially t- t- towards the end, so he said there'd been the, the double team move, the buckshot lowering, and the feed It was just like Prusil, it looked like it knocked Kazarian out. It's so, yeah. like the way he was yeah. like, hugging the bottom rope after his match, it looked like he was literally not, not the clean out. Um, then the aftermath, it was like it's a good way to build up for the. It's, it's a normal common trait that WWE do with the Royal Rumble, last go home show. You always have the multi men coming to the ring and you haven't been pulled apart for just to build up for the pay per view. Yeah. So this is what
1: they're doing for next week as well. Yeah. And uh, I would say next week, we've got uh, Paige and Omega going up against uh, the Lucha Brothers. I think I'm right in saying that. And the number one contenders tag team, Battle Royal. Now, my thoughts about this was that I'm, I'm thinking the young, young Bucks could possibly win the Battle Royal and go on to face Omega and Paige at Revolution. But you, you, you've you kind of got a slightly different opinion. You think that the Lucha Brothers might um, might possibly go uh, grab the tag team gold before Revolution and might be defending it against the winner of the Battle Royal um, at the end of the month but um, what's your kind of predictions I mean the tag team scene in general I think has always been quite strong in AEW um, but uh, give us your thoughts on kind of who might be facing whom at Revolution then
0: Ash So I think potentially might have a similar scene to what had last week with Adam Page that he will be away where he thinks he will be able to finish off the match but he was like he would get cornered off and get literally taken out by uh, both luchas and cost him and Omega the titles. Where you could obviously start to think as well, week after you've got Pack versus Omega, where he could also cost pay, uh, pa- Omega his matches, gets Packed, the deciding fall, which could set up the heel turns, to leads to a match for a revolution.
1: Uh, you've got it all thought out, you've got it all thought out, and. Uh... Yeah, you you, you and uh, Kieran, your fantasy booking is always pretty damn spot on. So well, that sounds pretty good. So we've got a couple of good scenarios there that might follow through. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, either way, I think the, what, Paige and his kind of the drinking angle, I think is going to uh, affect... His tag team relationship with Kenny Omega that will eventually lose them the titles, whether it next week against the Lucha Brothers or on the 29th uh, at Revolution against the winner of the Battle Royal. Um, I'm predicting the Young Bucks to win uh, the Battle Royal. So I think the Young Bucks will be in that match uh, against either Omega. And Page or the Lucha Brothers. But I like your kind of fantasy booking with, you know, um, yeah, Page kind of costing them the championship next week, possibly getting involved in Kenny Omega's match with uh, Pac the week after the 30 man Ironman match. So, uh, yeah, that's really, really cool. But um, um, we had a match between MJF and Jungle Boy as well, Ash, on this week's AEW Dynamite. Uh, They mentioned on commentary that Jungle Boy is only 22 years old, MJF is only 23 years old. Clearly, you know, these, are, you know, future headliners of AEW, the brand. And obviously, MJF is possibly, you know, up there as the top one or two heels in the company at the moment. Uh, this was a really fun match between a, a beloved babyface in Jungle Boy and a, and a dickish heel in MJF. Um, and towards the end of the match, we see Wardlow come back to the ring. He obviously went backstage before the, the bell rang, came back before the end of the match. He handed over MJF's uh, diamond dozen championship ring over to MJF. MJF then blasts Jungle Boy with the uh, the loaded punch, uh, using the ring, of course, hooking the leg, getting the pin over Jungle Boy. This was a really fun match. Um, and uh, yeah, the fans were really into it. I really enjoyed it. It's a great story that they told throughout this match between, as I said, you know, uh, possibly the future prospects, the two best future prospects AEW has for the next Two, three, four, five years. Jungle Boy could be the, the the face of the company going forward. I think he's definitely a future AEW champion, in my opinion. And the same for MJF, like I say, possibly the biggest heel in AEW at the moment. Um, you can't help but be impressed by these two and how they've come a really long way in AEW in such a short space of time uh, what's your thoughts on, on, on the match and give us your thoughts on these two individuals Jungle Boy and MJF um, And you know, are you big fans are you as big a fans of Jungle Boy and MJF as I have and do you think that their future is as bright as I think it is
0: I'm a fan of both of them both the guys and I do see them being top talents in the next few years I could see yeah. MJF definitely being champion but not straight away I'll say possibly in a year or two time if he's got some kind of clause with his ring where he gets a title shot which he can cash in at any time that's a good way for him to become champion
1: yeah we, we've, we've never fully established what uh, privileges the ring mm. uh, the, the, the diamond dozen ring as what advantages it has to the champion. I don't think that's been fully fleshed out, but one of them might be oh, yeah. that he gets a championship match within the year, because I think mm. it's going to be an annual event, isn't it? The, the Diamond Dozen Battle yeah. Royal. Um, but um, yeah, interesting. Interesting. Your thoughts on Jungle Boy as well?
0: Uh, he's a lovely, fresh, like, young talent, obviously, being the son of being Luke Perry. literally, obviously, he's grown up from that kind of back- background where he was known as just Luke Perry's son. But now yeah. he's tired of preceptors, he's away from that and wants to build his own career about himself. It's, literally a, good st- it's literally a good story. It's obviously, to the very of the time, he can be another champion. He can be potential tag champions with either Luchasaurus or Marco Stump in the future, yeah. but it's literally just building him up. In a few years' time, he can be definitely a contender for world championship in the, fu- in the near future, definitely.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think his match with Jericho... Um, just before Christmas or just before the the new year was was really, really good, where they gave Jungle Boy 10 minutes to kind of last the the 10 minutes to kind of stand the test of time with Chris Jericho to see if he can survive the the 10 minutes with Le Champion, which he did. And I think that kind of sets him up nicely for the future. But I, I agree with you. I think the possibly tag team gold might be um, you know, the first bit of silverware that Jungle Boy has, um, I'm hoping with with Luchasaurus. And I, I think, you know, there's lots of good matches you could have with that um, with, with that threesome, really. You could throw Marco Stunt into the mix as well. But I see kind of Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy possibly being a, kend- a contender for the tag titles. And I, I can really visualise the Lucha Brothers versus the Jurassic Express as being a, a brilliant match that the fans can really get Ooh. into uh, that could have a really good chemistry as well somewhere down the line. But um, that all depends who's champion after revolution and uh but i see yeah the lucha express uh jungle boy and luchasaurus kind of being a contender for the tag gold and that could you know b- b- we've not seen a lot from luchasaurus over the weeks i think he's had injuries but he's kind of always there by the side of uh jungle boy um and uh yeah i i, I think luchasaurus has got a match with uh jake H- no luchasaurus nice. um he, no it's dustin rhodes isn't it that's fighting jake hager at yeah evolution but um yeah i know that uh, they were they were kind of teasing a match between luchasaurus <laughs> and jake hager but i don't think we've had that one yet that could be something to look out for for the future but um yeah uh like i say any other thoughts on 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 this match and uh and uh, like i say njf1 in the end's And it's a shame to see Jungle Boy in the losing end because um, he seems to lose a lot more than he wins, to be fair, uh, considering he's a possible star for the future. But any final thoughts on the match itself?
0: As you say, Jungle Boy is hard to see him lose, but you think about the long story build. You need MJF to have momentum going into his match against Cody at Revolution, so you don't want him to lose a match going into it. Maybe have him lose the match on the go-home show if he has a match. You put that cast and doubt. Or oh, can he actually beat Cody? Does he have the mental know all to beat Cody
1: in the match? Yeah, some good points. Well, uh, before we talk about the main event segment of this week's AEW Dynamite, it was uh, heavily promoted throughout the show. Some of the matches for next week, obviously, uh, you know, we're, we're getting Cody versus Wardlow. Um, I, is that next week? I think it might be actually because that's um uh, it's a week. In removed. Georgia,
0: isn't it? It's a steel cage. Yeah, so, yeah, so that's going to be
1: pretty good, and that'll be our kind of. First, proper glimpse of Wardlow, because we've not really seen much of him since he's been on the AW scene, apart from being the, the muscle, the bodyguard of MJF, of course. Then we've got the tag team battle royal um, to see who's going to be the new number contender to the tag team titles. We've got to Hangman Page, Kenny Omega, as we said a moment ago, against uh, the Lucha Brothers. Uh, and of course, in two weeks time, we've got, um, uh, got Pack versus Kenny Omega in that 30 minute Ironman match. And that's the go-home show uh, before that weekend's Revolution pay-per-view, of course. So lots of really, really good matches that are kind of throwing out there for next week and the week after on AEW Dynamite. Lots to look forward to. Um, let's talk about the main event segment of this week's Dynamite then, Ash. Uh, Santana, obviously, uh, this is his first singles match in probably a couple of years. He's obviously tagging with um, Ortiz, so LAX or Santana and Ortiz, uh, pride and powerful, however you want to. Uh, describe them, but Santana going up against John Moxley. So earlier on in the show, Chris Jericho announced that if John Moxley could survive this match, can survive his match with Santana on this week's AW, then uh, John Moxley will have to go up against Jeff Cobb on next week's Dynamite. So uh, I think there was a little bit of a promo package, giving his highlights of Jeff Cobb and his kind of uh, time in Japan, his time on the independent circuit. Um, but um speaking of this match this this was kind of advertised as an eye for an eye match nobody was really fully aware of kind of what the stipulation was um uh, but obviously that the focus on um, each of the wrestlers going after each other's eyes during this match was kind of a big focus of the match One thing I really liked about this this before the match even started, and I said this before, uh, but every time Justin Roberts does John Moxley's announcement for uh, John Moxley's entrance, I think that's the best ring announcement in wrestling at the moment. absolutely loved uh, John Moxley's entrance here and Justin Roberts' announcement of Moxley. Um, However, in this match, uh, like I say, it was quite an action-packed match. Uh, Went about 10 minutes. Moxley got the win after a paradigm shift. After the match, you had the rest of the inner circle come down. They rushed the ring. They take out Moxley. Jericho even got his Judas Effect back elbow in there, flooring Moxley. Uh, and then Jericho kind of beckoned towards the stage um, and, and uh, the, the newest member or possibly the newest member of the inner circle um, came down to the ring. And it was Jeff Cobb. We mentioned him earlier. Cobb dropped Moxley with a devastating power slam, um, and uh, I don't know what he calls it. It's like a tour of the <laughs> islands or something like that. Yeah, he's, um, he's finished It's
0: called the tour of the island because he's from yeah. he's from Hawaii. Because that's why. Because it's the tour of the islands. So it's based around the I think around the five different islands around Hawaii. Yeah,
1: yeah, um, and then and then kind of the, the show closed with the, the group uh, turned towards the camera, posed for the camera as this week's episode of Dynamite came to an end. So. The match was okay, like I say, it's fairly predictable in that John Moxley was going to get the win. Fairly predictable, I suppose you could say that the inner circle, because they were up in the balcony, that they were going to come down and rush the ring and attack Moxley. But what wasn't predictable was Jeff Cobb coming out at the very end. Um, And uh, yeah, like I say, he's an impressive dude. Uh, like I say, obviously, got an, a, an Olympic background, was in the Olympics uh, back in the 2000s. But, uh, uh, looks like I say, you see a lot of independent wrestling. I don't know if you've had the, the, the privilege of catching Jeff Cobb in the flesh, but um, what's your thoughts on Jeff Cobb? And, and my understanding, Ash, is that he hasn't. Signed an official contract with AEW. Um, he's kind of still okay. resting on the indies, but uh, he's kind of there. I say they haven't got him to sign a contract yet. Is my understanding, according to the reports, so he's okay. not a fully fledged member of AEW. Um, I, I don't know if he's a fully fledged member of um, of the inner circle yet, but uh, yeah, Jeff Cobb on AEW. Um, what are your thoughts on that?
0: Um, I uh, personally about Jeff Cobb, I've seen not seen him live personally because I know he was in. The UK recently, as last night he was at Rev Pro Show last night against Dan Maloney. and I've seen quite a fair few of his matches. I know he's been a former, what was he's been a former Ring of Honor TV champion, featherweight open champion, and also PWD champion. Mm. Uh, I've seen quite a fair few of his matches. And so I, when you said he's not an actual signer, I thought with AEW, I thought okay, this isn't. I thought he would have actually been signed.
1: Yeah, I hope he's not that quite signed been, yet. Not quite.
0: The way he's been portrayed, I thought he had been signed because originally I thought it, he might have signed with WWE because I know because he's got a past relation with Matt Riddle because they've been a tag team on the indie scenes over in the states. Yeah. Um, with the whole thing with Jeff Cobb as well, I think they could have probably got a bigger reaction from coming out if they didn't do the segment early on in the night. With Joe saying that he's if Boxy survives, he's going against Jeff Cobb. If he had that segment, but later on after the beatdown, yeah. you might have got a bigger reaction because I think you, the crowd were probably anticipating something to else happen afterwards. Yeah
1: yeah good point good point and i, I agree with you i think that uh, it would have been more of a surprise for you know the viewing audience for the uh, people in attendance if they hadn't i don't know whether the, the people in attendance in the the arena saw the same promotional package that we saw on tv but uh, like you say it probably would have had more of an effect certainly on those watching at home um if jericho hadn't done that segment but um and, and like you say the stipulation of um Jericho uh, sorry of, of Moxley facing Jeff Cobb on next week's show that that could have been something that they could have mentioned after the matches that you know being as you beat Santana uh, we're going to put you up against our newest member in uh, the inner circle uh, Jeff Cobb um, but uh, yeah uh, like I think it's good for AEW to have somebody like Jeff Cobb in it's, it's another good platform a big platform uh, for Jeff Cobb to make his name on um, a very impressive wrestler um, he, he's kind of been in the business for a little while, but he still carries that kind of amateur wrestling background with him in terms of his, his appearance and a lot of the moves he does in spring as well. Um, but I'm looking forward to next week's match. And uh, the only kind of slight reservation I have is that if they job Kef, uh, Jeff Cobb out to uh, John Moxley in his first ever match um, in the run up to, to uh, revolution, it won't do him any, any, uh, any good really. But um let's say, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens between Cobb and Moxley next week, but uh, obviously we, we get, we're getting closer to Revolution as we record this. Ash, we're only two weeks away from uh, Revolution AW's next pay-per-view on the 29th of February, of course. Uh, some of the matches that have been announced, you've obviously got Cody versus MJF and Cody, of course, has got to go up against Wardlow in that uh, steel cage match, the first ever steel cage match in AW history on next week's Dynamite. You've obviously got Moxley going up against current AW World Champion Jericho. That's going to be a hell of a match uh, another match that was announced as we mentioned earlier dustin rose going up against uh, uh, the big hurt jake hager um, are you aware of any or many other matches that have been announced in revolution yet yeah, i think it's those three are the ones that kind of stand out at the moment
0: it's those three and also you've got a tag team title match so obviously we that's don't know who's going to be in that we might have a women's title match
1: yeah very that's true. as
0: much as i know. that's what six matches at six to five matches at least
1: yeah. but I can't
0: so, um, see anything else being built up obviously we've got two weeks to go into it to see build up for it there might be a number one contenders match for say the world championship yeah against whoever yeah. two and second um, one um, two and third challenger yeah. in the rankings go ahead and get, to get the next title shot
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, not not many matches have been formally announced yet. Some kind of hinted at, but uh, we'll have to see. But uh, there we go. Let's have a look at this week's NXT then Ash, like I say, I think AEW definitely a solid show like it is every single week. But uh, this week's NXT opened with uh, Roderick Strong um, and uh, sending out a clear message to the Velveteen Dream, following uh, Dreams' return next week. Uh, Roddy is obviously upset that the Dream had he's uh, you know Marina Shafir and, and their child spray painted on his tights when the Dream made his return. On last week's NXT, of course, uh, Roddy demanded an apology from the Dream, but out came uh, the, the massive Bronson Reed, who wanted some answers of his own from Roderick Strong after Strong gave uh, the big guy Bronson Reed a running knee to the head on last week's show. And that was uh, when uh, the Undisputed Era were kind of ploughing through the backstage area looking for Tommaso Ciampa, and Reed got in the way. So Reed wanted a little bit of a, uh, an answer of his own this week. This gave us a bit of an impromptu match between Roddy Strong and Bronson Reed. Uh, This was, uh, you know, a match where Bronson kind of dominated most of the match with his power and his size to his advantage, of course.